Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and salam. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning into the broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast of the Gulf Coast of Texas, and it's my pride and privilege to be doing so. So thank you all very much, listeners new and old. This is your first episode. This is your 400th episode. Welcome. Welcome aboard this crazy train. Thank you, long-time listeners. Thank you, people who have followed me. Uh, and new people following me all the time on Twitter slash X, X slash Twitter, X, formerly Twitter, or just the big old capital X. Thank you for those who are subscribing to the Spotify for Podcasters, or formerly Anchor. Thank you have before, and uh, all those that will, as well as those that will be joining me uh, on those social media platforms and supporting financially with tips through Cash App. Got to shill the Cash App a little bit more. Cash App, dollar sign, beyond top secret Texan, all one word, lowercase. Find the donate key on the X profile right where the name of the X account is. There's an icon to the right of it, Cash App icon. We survive and run, and and I survive and run, because it's a solo show. The royal we, me, myself, and I. Um, I survive on the tips. We're 100% grassroots, crowd-funded. We are barred from Patreon. We're completely barred and canceled from Patreon and cannot make a Patreon account, or else we do that, obviously. Um, as well as demonetized and canceled, like deplatformed, channel completely scrubbed off the YouTube. Um, you know, after two years of doing that, you know, currently we're making uh, only ad revenue, and the uh, monetize or the tips we don't monetize uh, anywhere. The monetization is a no go from Google. Um, X, because I'm not verified, or um, TikTok, for example, been kicked off of there after having been very profitable on there, making, uh, uh, having millions and millions of views on the TikTok before they got rid of that channel. You know, it's, it's just a uh, pain in the ass to be shadow banned, it really is, and the only way that I've been surviving and been able to thrive and been able to reach this uh, point three years of full-time podcast production, reaching international audiences um, with the truth, with my independent research, with my opinion, and doing my best to bring consistent, thought-provoking, very engaging, very intense, high-level, advanced research-level episodes consistently. I mean, that's because of you guys brothers and sisters out there, that's because of you guys. Um, With your $1, $2, you know, $5, $10, whatever you guys got burning a hole in your pocket, consider it buying me uh, a beer, consider it buying me a pizza, consider it buying me a movie ticket, um, or just giving out a dollar to uh, me if I was standing on a street corner with with a cup and a sign, 
veteran will work for food kind of thing. We'll we'll we'll, we'll spout conspiratorial um, uh, based ass schizophrenic, you know, on on podcasts uh, for food, basically, you know. So yeah, just think of it that way. If you if you wouldn't, you know, think twice about giving a dollar to somebody. Uh, why don't you just send a dollar this way? We'd appreciate it. I'd appreciate it. You know, we survive on it. We'd need it. Uh, you know, and I thank you in advance for it. So, yeah. Uh, as well as going back and checking out the archives. It's the best way to support me, really. Is, you know, to be honest, besides the cash donations and the tips, uh, going through this, the archives and listening, binge watch binge two or three of these back to back um, you know watch watch them on repeat watch uh, there's 400 plus there's almost 450 episodes that are available for free on the archive uh, available through all major sp- uh, platforms and the podpage.com slash beyond top secret text and website and I mean like Matt, I, I mean, when I think of it and I say it out loud, it's it's literally 36 days solid worth of content at last estimate. So it's probably even closer to 37 or 38 days now because when I did that estimate, it was, you know, earlier in this year. But yeah, like it's like 400 episodes at, at hours each. It's... It's not a small back catalog. You can explore and just play like, you know, uh, just, just roll the dice, pick random episodes. If you're into a certain theme, search, you know, the back catalog for that certain theme. I've no doubt probably done an episode about it or around it, you know, about something about it. I also have audiobooks, uh, other independent broadcasters and their information that was free in public domain archived on there like uh, the Crater Earth 10 hours of the Crater Earth saga uploaded there so archived it because I knew his ass was going to get cancelled by YouTube I knew it I was like oh this motherfucker's got like 2 years max before they take his channel down and what happened they took his channel down so I have stuff like that I have archives of episodes of extremely obscure YouTubers that don't even exist anymore are ones that, you know, would be very hard to find on search and stuff like that. I got um, very obscure but awesome presentations, uh, third-party presentations, Manly P. Hall, uh, etc. From the occult to the esoteric to the exoteric, definitely go check out those archives. You know, so going to have a a pretty intense conversation about this episode. Uh, This topic is pretty dark. Uh, So to get in the mindset of that, which you got to get back into the mindset of that, uh, it's like doing research and this is pretty disturbing. It's like, you know, it takes almost, takes a lot out of me to read this stuff. And it was something that was like every day, 24-7 involved with and like living and just learning and fucking obsessing over and like really getting involved with. Uh, about 10 years ago you know and it lasted for a few years and that was a whole lifetime ago to see it now it's very exhausting and it brings up kind of like a nausea a wells of nausea so uh, to get through it we're going to talk about the cartels we're going to talk about uh, torture we're going to talk about human mutilation 
We're going to talk about uh, executions in, in Mexico and gangland around the world, uh, but specifically in Mexico and on the border. And we're going to talk about what this means when it comes to the secret space program, when it comes to, uh, for example, the arrival of Dark Fleet or the return of Dark Fleet to the Earth and to the moon and to the whole uh, greater picture. This is an SSP episode. We haven't had one of these in a long time. Um, but, you know, what is a long time? It's all subjective. Uh, every day I don't go without talking about the SSP as a day without sunshine. So, yeah, um, Dark Fleet, it's just because I have to wait to actually piece together the puzzles and I have to do it in real time. So these things do have days in advance. Welcome to the world of uh, espionage, kids, where it's just a lot of waiting. It's fucking boring. It's just a lot of waiting. And it's a lot of, like, keeping attention and making sure you're not, like, missing moments and knowing where to look. And hopefully, like, fishing, you just get lucky. Um, you know, I'm not technically in the loop anymore. And channeling has been kind of uh, difficult lately because of life and exhaustion. Like, that's what life is meant for, though. That's what life is meant for. It's meant to be the great distraction from enlightenment. And enlightenment is being on the great wavelength of knowing without having to learn. It's intuitive. It's like a download, you know. And it's it's not even like you're on you're in the you're in the rhythm. You're in the song, you know. Like you're you know what the cosmos is doing based on the, your awareness. That's the enlightenment of it. It's the awareness. And so, um, you know, our messages, our communiques are fewer and fewer in between, but I think I've already established enough knowledge and repertoire more than most will ever have in their life so as not to worry about taking a small, small sabbatical into what was basically a very nonstop, multi-year uh, Akashic Record binge that uh, Bender that saw me basically uh, completely plunge into this material. You know, just absolutely down to the bottom of it. Dark Fleet being back, though, one of the reasons they had come back in return, as I stated previously, was to create a peace once again on the earth at least with the humans and the varieties of humans that exist on this planet whether disclosed or not the ones that are mostly top secret the crypto terrestrials that have human DNA that are our cousins and ultimately part of the greater mankind. The kind of men that live on this earth. And they were going to do so with force if they had to. I said this was a welcomed draw because of the Mayan Aztec 
issue and their massive empire, which was now getting reinforcements from their star brothers, exoplanetary colonists who had originally traveled off-world via Stargates back when a global network of Stargates known as the Serpent Road existed when they still existed as a surface level power. This is known as the Ameru. This was before the Phoenix cataclysmic event that wiped out their society and which created the colonization of Africa, Europe, and the Middle East through the Mediterranean and North Europe as well as various other regions around the world such as India but these were the people who became the sea kings who had built temples who had built pyramids these were the people of biblical Jerusalem biblical Egypt biblical Babylon and effectively existed as a one world government originally constructed by Enoch and Cain. The story of Moses, for example, happened in North America. This is esoteric knowledge that many in the secret societies know, which is why America has a very special place in a lot of occult circles, as a date with destiny in the Masonic understanding of things and remember I am not a mason this is just what I have read reading Masonic literature Oriental Masonry for example declares the Americas to be the true ancient world and the biblical lands described in the Old Testament this is 100% what secret societies truly believe in America they know like the Mormons that America has a prescribed destiny involving tribes of Israel and biblically canon Abrahamic faith related realities. Like the Semitics coming from Yosemite, not the Middle East, the Valley of Canaan, or Judea. The Semitic peoples who were the peoples of Abraham, the house of Abraham, originated from the lands of Yosemite. In the west. Before eventually migrating along multiple pathways through exoduses, which saw many of their kind captured by a powerful empire known as Egypt, which ruled through the Mississippi Valley and all interconnecting waterworks via the massive river, which they knew as the Isis Ippi, which is the Isis Snake, or the Isis Serpent. 
Eventually, these people, under their patriarch Moses, their sorcerer Moses and his high priest Aaron, escaped from 400 years of bondage and a land they knew as Goshen fleeing not north to Judea or Canaan but south to a geographically very similar area a crescent shaped natural harbor not the Mediterranean coast but the Gulf of Mexico. And just like they geographically or inversely are described historically as forming their settlements in the Middle East along this coast and in the fertile valleys and mountains that are within reach, they did the same but in Mexico, forming their culture along the coasts of Mexico and the fertile valleys, forests, and mountains inland. They built massive cities, including ones they thought were delivered to them by their God, as seen and prophesied in visions given to their high priests. just like in the founding of Jerusalem for Tenochtitlan. There were already peoples and kingdoms existing in this land who these people went to war with, holy war with. At decree of their cruel and violent war gods, Inversely, they created a massive civilization whose influence cannot be estimated to be greater than all of that of Europe, Asia, or Africa. In terms of pyramids, they are second to none. In terms of roadwork, in terms of infrastructure that is being discovered and has been discovered, the number of monoliths alone suggests that the peoples of Mexico these Mayan Aztecs were the people of the ancient world, the pre-flood world. They are chimeric bloodlines by bioengineering from even different species. And they used to rule the world before the current incarnation of it that we see now. So when I say Mexican UFOs and the Mayan Aztecs do not underestimate this empire who went subterranean upon their decrees and having survived a cataclysm from the very cosmos itself but not after having created Stargate-like systems and, and colonized with their technology other planets in our solar system having created space station level technologies, deep subterranean biospheres, having mastered the world in ways that we have yet to rival outside of these secret space programs, outside of these far 
uh, removed breakaway civilizations, which the public doesn't even know exists, and which take the majority of our GDPs and our economies to fund, with the other half going into maintaining its secrecy. Because they didn't have to keep secret. Their entire empire views this as part of their very religious destiny. And their system of governance and system of religion is still going very strong, which puts it at hostility and odds with our system, which they view as inferior and as subhuman. Regardless of the current technology's equality, which only arose within the last few decades, within 40 to 50, the Dark Fleet itself had to avoid the extent of the Mayan Aztec Empire in South America. Only, only they started getting the edge with their real engines and technology and, and uh, psionics. And even then, the bulk of the Amazon and mountain ranges of South America are off limits unless de- unless actively insuring for invasions or hostilities unless actively defended against attacks certain areas are still considered off limits to the secret space program to these higher advanced militaries so Mexico is not a small thing Mexico is a very serious thing. The people have very deep connections. Is what I wanted to I use I said all that to explain this. Mexico is not a meme country. Mexico is not a, a inferior country. Mexico is not second class. Mexico is very very important to everything. Um, And think of South America as larger extent included in all of this, because Mexico and, and South America are basically one continuous uh, existence, and it goes up into the Rocky Mountains in the western Mojave as well in California. But that's a more advanced way of looking at it. You don't have to include that, but it goes all the way up to Canada. Actually, it goes all the way up to Alaska. This 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 extending Mayan Aztec Empire, right? But now I'll just focus for Mexico and South America. And focus on the cartels that work there, the organized crime, and why there's so much push for military intervention, as I've declared before, the inevitability of U.S. special troop, uh, uh, special ops forces like they did in South America operating in Mexico and wartime uh, stances, uh, overwatch, uh, deep deployment missions, uh, drone strikes, and coordinated airstrikes with naval air carriers, uh, you know, heli- deep country helicopter insertions, uh, nighttime helicopter-based raids, like with the, the uh, Nighthawks, the Night Stalkers. Um, we're talking full branch involvement, everything from the Coast Guard 
to Marine Corps, to uh, Navy, to the Army, to the Air Force, and using things like satellite, uh, military, you know, network, electronic warfare against cartels, criminal cartels. And you wonder why. Like, why is this a thing? Is it just, is it just a false flag? No, it's because what has been going on and what will be going on in the future even though the Mayan Aztecs have been brought to peace, uh, there are elements that still will not be able to resist being called forth by slaughter, by blood, by carnage. Just as in the movie The Predator, the logic behind The Predator appearing during times of great violence and war and in combat and killing because it not only takes advantage of the chaos but is drawn to it because of blood sport and matters of honor as warrior uh, species seeking out battle and uh, victory as well as kills and skulls to add because of their economy and because of their society, right? In the movie The Predator, the, it's a reptilian being which isn't necessarily accurate to the reptilians. But it is accurate to the Aztec and the Mayan. The Aztec and Mayan being this one homogenized super society, right? And both of which, uh, you know, basically they are the... Um, Shaboban Empire. Because they live in Shaboba. which is the Aztec Mayan, uh, or the Mayan underworld, the subterranean world. So now they're Shabobans. So they live in Shaboba. So the Shabobans are basically uh, the subterranean relic society of survivors of this once Western Hemisphere and global uh, interconnected super society. That was extremely advanced technologically-wise and uh, had everything from the ability to acoustically levitate stone, which is why they have been able to build ships to return and create these Stargate networks, uh, basically allowing teleportation. They had everything that we have plus more. Gold was nothing to them, and even their working class wore head-to-toe real gold. It's simply as a sign of self-respect and, and, and adornment. You know, it meant they, they paved their roads literally in gold and precious stone. Society to them was an extreme luxury, but it was provided for by the warrior castes, which were governed in their chimeric bloodline traditions with the reptilian-infused bloodlines from the ancient Orion Draco ruling dynasties, just like the Dragon Kings, like all pre-flood societies were, that were cannibalistic, vampiric, that demanded human suffering and, and death to drink the adrenochrome, the adrenaline-infused blood, and they would perform human sacrifices as the villagers, as the citizens, not even villagers, as the citizens of this community, ate 
like grilled corn and fornicated and and carried on and played ball game and things. There would just be hundreds of people being having their hearts ripped out and slaughtered towards their god and their bodies brought underneath the temple to be devoured by these reptilian super beings uh, that were uh, being poisoned by the surface atmosphere and teaching as the years went by the surviving Ma- the loyal Aztec Mayans and Chimerics as they became even more Chimeric through generations about the subterranean world and these arc biospheres that existed down there um, pre-made by the reptilians but how constructing them and the vast amounts of land that was already down there available for for cultivation and empire um, as basically the world's um, radiation had levels dropping had forced them even deeper into the earth the Aztec Mayans at first only sent their elite what we would call their scientist class their their ruling class, the aristocratic class deep into these um, subterranean caverns along with the warrior elect and then eventually followed suit with all of the surviving uh, slaves caste, serp- uh, servants, etc leaving only the, the ones that they knew were most expendable or most foreign and not involved in the secret inner societies of theirs That being said, like to reiterate, these people are, should not be underestimated at all, right? At fucking all, and I don't just mean that they're Aztec minds by little little Guatemalan guys running around, right? They're not Zapatistas running around uh, dressed like aliens or nothing. These are these are old world giants. They're like between seven to nine feet tall men, uh, most fit men you'll ever see in your life. They can run literally for for tens if not nearly a hundred miles without stopping um, for for any reason well past the point of any western marathon runner just like their bloodline uh, has demonstrated. There's a tribe in Mexico that can do the same fucking thing and they run without shoes because they prefer it and they prefer the feel of running barefoot because it's a natural stride and if you give them shoes, they can't re- they can't repeat their success at running because the muscles begin to act differently and it starts uh, crippling their their stride and, and cramping up their muscles. So they need to run barefoot, which is exactly the same thing that the Aztecs did. It was because of this that the Aztec Mayan warriors were believed to be able to fucking fly because they could literally run from their center city, where Mexico City is now, to the coastline in a matter of days. And they could just run, like, as fast as they needed to and then take rests and, and, and everything. And one of the ways they power themselves is through beer, which is why beer is cultivated. But at the same time, the society was very um, different, right? It was very different and powered on different technologies, different vibrations, crystals, jade, obsidian, uh, things like that, the, the ingestion of precious metals. They're very exotic looking. The Chimerica DNA provides for very exotic features, but they're also very caucasoid. But at the same time, say uh, the the hair braids, uh, braiding their hair extremely tightly to their heads, they give them those raspas. The predator, uh, the predator alien had you know the exact silhouette of them having these tight, tight you know braids that are long. And um, the heralds and the, 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 the helms that are made of jade 
and obsidian and various uh, designs of jaguar jaws and snakes and fucking, uh, you know, beasts like the crocodile and shit and uh, hawks, eagle temples. And each one of these warriors belongs to a temple, right? And each one of these, they call them temples. They are lodges. And they're warrior lodges, warrior temples. You could be an eagle warrior, you could be a jaguar warrior, you could be a, like a serpent warrior. You know, it's different different types of war, different tactics of war, different... Uh, just like we have branches like the Marine Corps, the Air Force, the Army. It's different types of fucking war. The Eagle Branch, for example, the Eagle Lodge... Uh, the Eagle Temple, they have gliders and they have like uh, what, basically hoverboards and, and skimmers. Like they get on them and they're anti gravity based on the acoustics, but they sound like screeching eagles. And when they fly, they're just small enough, basically like surfboards, for them to hang on it. And they can either jump off of it or just stay on it and slash you with their weapons or shoot you from board. Cause they have they have weapons, they have rifles, they have uh, shit like that. Um, they have energy shields, for example, as well as wearing that. that fucking obsidian and, and jade and armor it's actually uh you know good it's extremely durable um you know armor in the case of like our flak jackets or bulletproof you know material it's you know it's just as good um it's as advanced and yeah they're as mortal as we are but they are also as i said extremely extremely motivated and skilled and advanced technological warriors um you know how to make lasers? It's with crystals. You know what they were fascinated with? Gemstones and crystals. So, yeah, they have laser technology. Absolutely, they have laser technology. And just like the Predator can blast shit with the laser weapons, you know, and then have mounted in their eyes in their jaguar masks that they wear. And they wear these, like, fearsome jade jaguar masks. And they have the eyes that can shoot fucking lasers out of them and shit. And this is exactly what they use to intimidate and enslave and capture alive the uneducated, unsophisticated tribal jungle kingdoms and enemies that they would harvest uh, routinely for these human sacrifices then and what they do now. They still do it. They still go amongst the people attacking villagers, attacking states uh, like Brazil, Colombia, Venezuela, uh, Mexico City, etc. They come to these people in these fearsome uniforms, these fearsome uh, mechanized war suits, and then perform these bloody human sacrifices involving the sacrifice of the heart, and then like fucking um, cutting off the heart, cutting off people's faces, cutting people's throats, uh, draining all the blood, removing organs. Um, you know, while the person is alive and exsanguinating them and causing them as much pain and terror as possible so that this would feed their God. But in reality, what it's doing is, um, this is going to sound fucking, the best way to understand it is if you know what Warhammer is, you know what chaos is and you know what chaos is in the sense that you know what fucking, um, corn, the blood God is. And when you start having enough death that's violent, violent death, bloody death, decapitations especially, uh, and what do cartels do a lot? They decapitate people, uh, specifically with knives and swords and axes and chainsaws and shit. 
And this is exactly what's been going on. And it fucking clicked for me. It clicked for me uh, when I was doing my research connecting all these dots. What they're doing is connecting to an entity, a far darker, larger in importance, larger in power and in mortality being an archon, if you were a chaos god that has been able to shape our reality and feeds off our reality as we have shaped it and helped create it with our actions. As we call it, it comes into existence. As we begin to perceive it, it becomes stronger and can manifest itself in this realm if supplied directly with enough of this blood magic human sacrifice not just to satiate the reptilian need for adrenochrome which these Aztecs have which they do imbibe in when they appear these cartels would be massacring people for example right and they appear cloaked drawn to the slaughter to imbibe both in the blood and in the carnage as well as communicate with their own deities, their gods and act as agents of these forces themselves. A good way of thinking about it is what was really the motivation for the predator for taking all the skulls and the skinning people alive and displaying their bodies upside down so that the blood would pour from them and drain from them. This was a blood ritual performed that the special forces were trying to tell us, the deep state was trying to disclose to us, the Illuminati, which is their enemy, which is the Aztec Mayan enemy, was trying to disclose to us as the nature of the actual violence that they're fighting in South America and Mexico. That even their best specially trained operators, jungle fighters, Navy SEALs, Delta Force, were being slaughtered as they explored these dense Amazonian jungle ruins, not by the locals, which were blamed on... The the cartels get the blame. And that's what I've been trying to say. I should have said that. The cartels are getting the blame for this. Or the cartels are working alongside this. Or the cartels are being unknowingly controlled by these people, these agents, these, these Mayan Aztec higher agents that are doing all these blood rituals in service of these Aztec Mayans or the Aztec Mayans are doing blood rituals of their own which are either being covered up or blamed on the cartels when dozens and dozens of people go missing in Mexico it's blamed on the cartels when Over 300,000 people are declared missing in Mexico over the last 20 years. The only answer that is given is the cartels. Not details or exact um, 
you know, um, exact, uh, detailed, um, you know, even in even accusations on which gangs and which cartels did attack and disappear these people. When bodies are found in the desert, it's just assumed to be the cartels, and it's written off as as both solved and unsolvable. It is the perfect cover-up for violence and human mutilation, especially that, that you could ever have asked for if you were the deep state trying to cover up the existence of a blood society, a blood cult that was had warriors and agents operating in our world on the surface of its subterranean empire that were performing the same human sacrifices in the exact same way as they were for thousands of years as they became holy warriors quote, basically unholy warriors or holy warriors in pursuit of their human sacrificing blood god which itself was made manifest via this sacrament and deliverance of blood or the vampiric intake of adrenochrome. And there's a lot to this whole angle to it, too, with Quetzalcoatl, for example, being a god that took over the Aztec society by the time the Spanish appeared that was against human sacrifice by all scholarly understanding, who was a white-skinned, blue-eyed, blonde-haired god, a shining god from the sea that wore metal armor, silver armor. And that this figure was against human sacrifice. And was an outlaw of the Aztec pantheon that was that was basically understood to be a destroyer of the order a status quo that was the human sacrifice society that existed during the earlier five ages of mankind Quetzalcoatl being a new god and at the same time an eternally old god that was older than the incarnate ancient gods it had incarnated into the pantheon to destroy. It was a very, very, very competent and Gnostic uh, look at the the cosmology of the Aztecs and Mayans. You'll see exactly what is declared in uh, Christian Gnosticism, basically. Exactly what is declared. In fact, the order appears to be thus in society, or in the cosmos. You have this eternal ancient enemy of life itself. An invading force which originates from the side of the universe you aren't even aware of. An angle that is unseen. It has manipulated the species in this realm's material plane and have converted life itself sometimes to a cause which is to dominate this realm through predation or cannibalism, otherwise killing for their survival. The subset which organizes and runs this sector 
are what we know as aliens. And they tell everything on Earth what to do from off-world. They are life forms in this material plane just like ourselves. Biological with technologies that allow them to dominate travel space and time and have masteries of weaponry and science that are light years ahead of ours. There are non-human chimeric humanized mimic bloodlines that are meant to pose as human to the human elites and are sleeper forces operating in the shadows of our simulated reality. They have knowledge of the above tiers and exist in secrecy to the below tiers. This is where the Aztecs currently, the Sebulbans currently exist. The Ashtar High Command would be the subset which organizes and runs this sector. And the non-human chimeric humanized mimic bloodlines would be the Dragon Kings of the Mayan Aztec Empire. Then you have the human elites who have knowledge of the above regardless if they are allied with it or not. This is your secret space program. This is your you know, space NATO. This is your uh, military industrial complex leadership. This is your uh, super secret societies in the occult that know, that have knowledge, that are read in scientists, diplomats um, that, that are involved in the SSP. Then you have the banking systems, which I said are the ICC. They are aware of a lot of the truth when it comes to business and industrial far more than anyone else. Cloning included, advanced technologies, med beds, off-world mining, uh, the economies, uh, the trading of the, the species that exist in our solar system that are intelligent just like ours, um, true amounts of profits, true amounts of population figures, uh, etc. Technologies and off-world uh, colonized, um, you know, off-world colonies and the different uh, locations and whereabouts they're in, but they may not know about other branches you know, of the secret space program or the operations of the Earth and true geography, uh, species-wise, at least when it comes to crypto-terrestrials, etc., the true neighborhood of the Astro High Command. They don't know things like that, but they are in this program, the banking systems, the business people, the corporations, the corpos. After that are the intelligence, military, and industrial complexes which serve these corpos and the human elite and they are read in as they are necessarily or as is necess uh, necessary sorry they are read in as necessary
Most will never know who serve either in the intelligence, military, or industrial complexes. But any below this level will never have the opportunity to know. So this is where human knowledge ends. And everything else remaining beyond your pay grade. If you see anything, if you experience anything in the secret space program, off-world extraterrestrials, either because of extraterrestrial involvement, random luck... Or some kind of astral... Intervention, like intersection, um, fluke. You know, it, it's just you know, it's part of that luck thing. You know, however it happens, destiny, right? But you're never going to be read in, and no government official is ever going to admit anything to you, and no secret society will ever reveal anything to you at this level of uninitiation, or involvement and control of society, the simulation. After, or anything below the intelligence, military, or military-industrial complex. That is the gateway which all regular people have to pass. Then you have your corporations, your state-elected officials, the cartels, gangs, etc. Then all your different kinds of idiots. The useful idiots, the useless idiots, the useful eaters, the useless eaters, etc. The dead, babies, all that. What we're seeing when the cartels, gangs, etc. are committing these mass murders and executions of their enemies, they're being able to witness and call forth, invoke the non-human, chimeric, humanized, mimic bloodlines which formerly posed and currently pose as human elite bloodlines with this cannibalism an adrenochrome, vitified, fortified uh, blood. And we're talking not just you kill one guy by slitting his throat. They get into gang wars. They get into mass executions. They have human death factories in Mexico. They have houses where 50 people at a time are being tortured and killed. And it constantly is rotating out. Whenever they kill someone, they bring someone else in. The 300,000 estimated missing are just the missing. They have recovered nearly a million people, regardless of what they are trying to tell you. There are no true, realistic statistics available, but uh, Mexico has recovered nearly a million people in 20 years that have been dismembered, tortured, executed. Up top of the half a million people that are missing, just completely missing. Hundreds of people have died in gang wars. There have been prison riots in South America that have had hundreds of people killed with knives, butchered. All of that attracts these blood gods, these blood letters, this chaos energy. 
And what it does is it upsets the natural balance of things. The natural balance of things being that cartels and gangs, etc. are non-initiated, very low on the totem pole forces of arconic control in this simulated reality. In this zoo, they are part of the animal cage. And what happens is the animal cage gets to mix or attract the CEOs and the executives level of the competition. And this is why the Dark Fleet had to appear. Because they're trying to bring peace and order back into a system that was thrown into absolute panic and chaos when the cartels and the gangs figured out that through blood sacrifice and through murder and mutilation and gore they could elevate themselves into servants of the non-human chimeric humanized mimic bloodlines which are meant to pose as humans elites they themselves the non-human chimeric humanized mimic bloodline elites serving species in the realm's material plane which dominate this realm to their ends themselves created by a greater chaotic enemy from an angle in space that is unseen by local known physics. A literal invisible discipline in physics altogether has produced this etheric trans-dimensional ultra-dimensional, whatever you would call it, multi-dimensional omni-force that has in many ways created the universe and material world that we know as our lives from day one so the dark fleet US special forces or so the dark fleet will keep the Aztec Mayans at bay and that is their intent to demonstrate power to demonstrate dominance over the suburban Aztec presence after the elements of Solar Warden and the United Earth Government basically failed to do so. With a brief invasion, a counterattack against raids against the surface nations of Brazil, able only to quarantine them to below the surface and drawing a standstill and a ceasefire. But short of mutually assured destruction and revelation by the secret space program, the Aztec Empire is still as strong as they were before.
So special forces are going down there to try to eradicate the cartel. And the U.S. government is putting pressure on Mexico, as well as the Mexican government itself, to try to stop them, as well as Russia now getting involved in Mexico. This is a huge fucking deal. This is a huge fucking deal on the horizon. Russia is allowed military advisors in Mexico because Mexico is seeking whatever solution it can to stop this involvement or stop, stop this human sacrifice cult movement that is occurring, that has been occurring, that has been going unchecked and growing, that is verging on literal hell on earth itself Because the forces that the cartel are fucking with, they just do not realize. These vampiric Aztec societies, these human sacrifice cults, death cults, If they gained root, which they are gaining root into major societies, this is how invasions happen. This is how wars between worlds happen. Through the generational corruption, first of beliefs. And desires and instincts, then into the corruption of genetics and the hybridization. Before you know it, you have a return to the old world. You have a return to the world before Noah. And as in the time of Noah, will be again in the time of the end times. That is absolutely the case that I see happening if it can't be stopped logically this is where the direction is going is that Mexico is going to be once again the center of the world's attention when it comes to the world's militaries and secret societies And the people who live there, the millions and millions of people who live there, will be policed, surveilled, spied upon like never before. Possibly even thrown into concentration camps as military lockdowns become martial law. And as cartels become organized into armies, the local population will fall into extremism, returning to mass human sacrifice or the acceptance of it as a return to cultural nationalism a rise of cultural nationalism already seen in Mexico.
just bringing forth more and more of these Aztec Mayan special forces in their own right invading into major urban metropolitan areas both to collect and harvest human lives for their dark pantheonic gods of the Popovu. They will not rely simply on the brutal uh, mutilations of old. They will have elevated their game into earthquakes, volcanoes, volcanic eruption, mass disaster of all kinds. If the population lowers Mexico's spiritual frequency by siding with the cartels or the cartels begin to win and gain more and more control over the destiny of Mexico. If violence is allowed to rule, which violence often is allowed to rule in this world, then you'll see a return to this chimeric human sacrifice-based Mexican super-empire That is blood cult. That is based on drugs and death. And this goes for South America and Central America, for it is all one basic unity. What I speak in this matter. It's all basic one. Venezuela also would go in this trajectory, Brazil would go in this trajectory. Argentina would go in this trajectory. Chile would go in this trajectory. Peru, Bolivia, Colombia, Ecuador, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Guatemala, Belize. You know, all of it would go in the same direction. Bogota. You know, that's Colombia. Uh, that's the city. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like, it, what do I have to do? Like, it, including the Caribbean almost would fall into this pattern of, of behavior. If it became the 21st century of... If it replayed itself out like the 1930s played itself out in America, you will see a rise in mob violence that is so unrestricted that streets in Mexico City will be running gun battles between dozens of mafiosos with automatic weapons. There will be gangsters just hanging out of vehicles driving with fully automatic weapons to intimidate and police the enemies around their territory's borders. You'll see massive increases in cartel activity involving aircraft and submarines and Navy ships, involving even fighter aircraft and uh, weaponized naval vessels. You know, uh, put a machine gun on one of those narco subs and shit like that, or fire a, a homemade torpedo or drone or something. Drone drop grenades. You will see shit like that, and that'll be like a narco aircraft carrier and shit like that. You'll see, absolutely, you'll see shit like this in the future. If it's not controlled. 
you will see things like narco satellites. And what will happen at the very low end, as above, so below, you'll have people in ghettos commonly performing human sacrifice to Santa de Morte. Because Santa de Morte can provide you protection against your small rival gang, uh, you know, drug dealer. Or provides you from protection from random violence from, um, you know, your, your gang's enemies so that they don't abduct you and kill you for the same black magic rituals which you're conducting, which is sponsored and promoted by the overall spirit of this blood uh, vibration, this vibration of death and mutilation, which these chimeric Aztec bloodlords would be imposing either vi- via vibrational frequency war or through active uh, social engineering like they did once before. But it all involves this very hinge moment, this crucial moment in time and space. And this moment is, uh, you know, basically your, your personification of the battle of good and evil, of light and dark, which is going to be represented by the U.S. Special Forces, by the world Special Forces, including Russia, including Mexico, um, Interpol, etc. Then the forces of law and order uh, every day against the ever-expanding, ever-extreme cartels themselves serving as agents for these chimeric elite bloodlines. You know, it's some crazy fucking shit. It really is. With the Dark Fleet hopefully providing enough pressure uh, via their high advanced technology, their UFOs, their Hanabo, the Andromeda Garat, and their super soldiers, the real level super soldiers, that will be operating within these special forces as advisors, operating on the ground, no doubt, to take out um, and assassinate leadership of the cartels. It's going to be bloody either way. But it's one thing, is the killing going to be the killing of the cartel or is the cartel going to do the majority of killing against, um, you know, and, and then further their own ends with their own, with their own energy, right? Like use it as a ritual. And that being said, there is return fleets coming for the Aztec Mayan that were off-planet, that are returning, the Star Brothers returning. But at the same time, there are other colonies that they simply have that are their center of gravity, that have the majority of their populations. So the Star Brothers that are returning for this uh, surviving Aztec empire could be to retrieve them and provide them, um, you know, safe passage to these different colonies to, to receive them and, you know, um, basically evacuate them from Saboba, from their subterranean world, or they could be there to reinforce them. At that point, there very well may be public attacks, un, undisputable violence from these Aztec Mayans to the uh, peoples of the earth, say the eruption of the Mount uh, Popocatépetl in Mexico or the uh, occurrence of massive earthquakes in uh, South America. This 
this would be their attack. This would be their doing. Now, they don't have the numbers, I don't believe, to operate as an invasive fleet, but they can bring new leadership, bring new resources, bring new technologies aboard these ships. And if they're not acting as um, evacuation vessels, as drop pods to retrieve the ASIC mines, then they're probably bringing them something. But currently, as the peace treaty stands, Solar Warden cannot destroy these ships. Dark Fleet cannot destroy these ships. The ships are not ships of war. They're evacuation transport ships. Either they are there to take Aztec Mayans off-world, or they're there to bring uh, resources to the Shibulba, this subterranean empire of theirs. That is yet to be decided. If they're there to bring weaponry, as I suspect they are, then prepare for the escalation of natural disasters within South America and within uh, Mexico and prepare for these natural disasters to um, produce missing people that will be killed and taken advantage of by these Aztec Mayan agents, either in the cartels or themselves. Uh, prepare for a lot of loss of life, a lot of uh, massive casualty events that are happening in South America and, uh, and Mexico and Central America. And prepare for... Um, mass amounts of cartel activity and chaos to follow. If a volcano erupted near Mexico City, imagine just how many people would begin to support the cartel if the cartel started giving them food and resources, helping them out by providing them money, as well as joining their ranks and adopting their beliefs and ideals. Think about it. If Mexico City was hit by a volcano, that's 25 million people in the world's largest urban area that would be forced into becoming refugees or be absolutely devastated ecologically, financially, etc. Psychologically, The possibilities are endless either way. And there are many other disasters that could happen. Hurricanes, uh, earthquakes, um, anything that could happen, right, across, the, across this entire, from Mexico all the way down to uh, South America. Which is the extent of the empire of Shaboba. So, I mean, I think that's a lot to process right there. I think that's already a good amount. I've been reading about the uh, Mexican uh, UFO disclosure. I have. Um... And it's, it's one of those things where I know that there's interdictions by the Astra High Command. I know they've been keeping the Aztec Mayans down. I know they've been keeping them suppressed with their show of force, with their constant presence. I also know that the Aztec Mayans' center of gravity themselves is in South America and in the Amazon rainforest. So it's thousands of miles away from Mexico. So the Astra High Command are keeping them from such a heavily 
populated area. But the Ashtar High Command having given us more respect and given us more control of our affairs, maybe allowing the Dark Fleet to take control of this issue. Once again, a pan-humankind, pan-mankind issue. But I also fear a massive attack or disaster falling into South America where the Astro High Command are not so powerful. A massive earthquake in Caracas, Venezuela or some tsunami Now, Rio de Janeiro. Janeiro. Maybe Buenos Aires hit with one of these seismic attacks. Delivered from subterranean weaponry. Aimed through kilometers of Earth. Fired by what appeared to be radar installations carved from jade, gold, and silver. And intended to kill as many people as possible as a sacrifice. To their Aztec and Mayan deities. Reptilian and Orion in origin. And appearing more reptilian than mammalian themselves. Thank you very much for this. I'm sorry. Thank you very much for listening to this broadcast of Beyond Top Secret Texan. I've been the Beyond Top Secret Texan broadcasting you from the third coast, the coast of most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. It's my pride and privilege to be doing so. We're the front lines of this cartel issue. We're the front lines of the USA and its border war with Mexico that's going to pop off and I know for a fact it won't be isolated to Mexico there is no border between the USA and Mexico how this relates to me, how this relates to us is left to be decided by destiny 
most people, when life does not affect them because they're unworthy of being involved and too cowardly to involve themselves, like to pretend and hide in ignorance that this life isn't really happening to them and isn't really true. We know that human suffering, anyone's suffering, is our, all of our business and very real. There's no such thing as NPCs. We know this. We know for a fact that the suffering of anyone in Mexico who could fall victim to a human sacrifice cult It becomes a serious issue for all of us. Because what happens to them over there could be happening to us over here just as easily. And because of that, I would like to leave us with this one realization. And I've said this before, that the cartels, when there is a war against the cartels, when there are... Special forces operating in Mexico, and it's the undeniable that the military, all branches are being used and activated in an open war against the cartel, which will surely happen under the Trump administration, coming up in the 2024 and onward. His cartels will start becoming active in the United States, and at L.A., that Houston, Dallas, that Brownsville, uh, Florida, Miami, Florida. Um, New York City, all these places will have cartels openly engaging in terrorism, violence, and gang wars against their competition that are becoming politicized and attacks on Americans because the Crips, the Bloods, etc., Latin Kings are Americans, not Mexican gangs. Like nationals from Mexico. They would attack the Haitians, they, take, they attack the Jamaicans, they attack the Russians, they attack all Italians. They'd attack everybody, specifically with death squads, because this would be a politicized gang war now. Where Mexican nationals are openly operating as saboteurs and terrorists against the criminal infrastructure of America. So this becomes very much like Dune, and uh, people need to realize this. That Okay, so two things, two movies that kind of come to mind. Predator 2, which was set in L.A., Los Angeles, helps to describe that just because it's America, the gang warfare, savagery, mutilation, and, and active secret cult activity, which merges with criminals, the Jamaican voodoo cult, the Colombian narcos, the police gangs, all of that intersecting in Los Angeles brings forth the Aztec Mayan warrior, the predator, in this case, not the reptilian alien, but the actual intended Aztec Mayan hunter of a jaguar lodge that is meant to um, collect the, the prey, his skulls for uh, his death gods and his battle uh, honors as well as the blood for the blood gods that he worships, right? The human sacrifice that he needs. These are ancient temple necessities. These are rituals that they have followed to initiate themselves into these warrior cults for thousands of years. And now they have laser weaponry and literal 
flying craft that can operate like what we would know as UFOs with UFO technology, anti-gravity, uh, single-seated transports that allow for quick entry, uh, stealth entry, as well as maneuverability over great distances. So this is how they fly into cities with the UFOs, enter, exit, and then hunt the urban hellscape that is this gang warfare area. Now imagine if the cartels were aware of this creature, this hunter, this predator, and could invoke him or call him forth or, uh, you know, work for him, basically, to either gain favor or protection or use it psychologically um, as, as, you know, a terror, a terror tool, a terror weapon against their enemies. This is going to happen in the future if the cartels... Uh, begin to escalate and gather in strength. This would happen now if this was to come to pass. If they're not stopped, this will only inevitably happen even worse to a more extreme degree in the future. Where urban environments in America are used as death factories, torture houses, um blood sport arenas, um, human trafficking, you know, disposal areas, uh, mass graves being buried under people's backyards and, and neighborhoods and shit in, like, San Antonio and stuff. And imagine all the terrible, dark-sided shit that's going to start bringing forth into our realm and lowering the frequency and how haunted of a fucking mess all this nightmare urban fucking blood sport will be. This is, this is like, you know, fucking hell on earth. And it will absolutely erupt to this this desolate post-apocalypse of, um, you know, fully automatic gunfire and fucking face tattoos and devil worship, demon worship in the version of La Santa Muerte. Because every situation, every city in America now has a huge Latino and Hispanic population, specifically from Mexico. And, and they aren't fucking around. Like, this is like 60% of the USA right now. All the police... All of the, the the soldiers are almost entirely Mexican in origin, are Hispanic, are second generation, are third generation, but they have Hispanic and Latin roots. Latinos run America because their population is so large. And this is culturally what I'm saying, that there would be no place avoiding it or away from any of these cartels. They could easily reach anyone whenever they wanted, however they needed to by violence or by kidnapping or extortion, whatever. They could be in New York City. They could be in, you know, Pacific Northwest. Huge, Chicago, huge populations of Spanish-speaking Latinos, specifically from Mexico, live and work there every fucking day. 60% of America is Hispanic. So fuck yes. If, if say, even 10% of Mexicans were fully supporting and endorsing cartel culture and um, living that lifestyle about it, about it, you would have tens of millions of savage killers into narco-terrorism, fully endorsing hard drug usage, uh, drug smuggling, drug trade, human you know, trafficking, all of that. It would be larger than any army on Earth currently. It would be larger than the U.S. Army by a size of 10. And that's if 10% of the Latino population in America. In America, let alone South America, let alone Mexico, got on board with this shit. 
And it's a battle over the hearts and minds, battle over frequencies, battle over vibrations. Absolutely. The second movie that comes to mind is Dune. So Dune, as it's mentally preparing you for, is human involvement in Mexico. It's, it's, it's American involvement in Mexico. It's the U.S. forces in Mexico. What they mean by the desert is Mexico has a lot of desert in the west and in the south, uh, specifically Arizona, New Mexico, California, and the western Texas border. That's an extremely prosperous and lucrative corridor because it brings drugs through Mexico into the United States through that corridor, that massive desert corridor. But it's also an extremely savage land that's heavily populated with literally 50 million plus estimated Mexicans on the Mexican side of the border. Their cities are much larger than ours on our side of the border. And they built up communities that stretch out for miles in the deserts, networked roads, all that good shit. Well, we have kept our deserts basically deserts. Um, and this is exactly the conflict between, say, the, the empire, the empire ruled by the emperor in this faraway place, and the different houses of elite secret societies and various military branches and officers, etc., that are tasked with going and ruling Mexico to deliver profits and to um, control the local population and their production of drugs, specifically cocaine or opioids, heroin, fentanyl, etc., uh, but also marijuana. And, and that's, you know, once the game changes now, it's specifically cocaine that's coming through Mexico and having to be delivered to the elites in America who are the majority customer base plus the elites in Europe plus the elites in Asia, etc. That is Arrakis. That is Dune. The modern world runs on it and has run on it since the 1800s when cocaine was first invented and sold at pharmacies. Its popularity since... And like the Opium War... This is extremely relevant to old world European families as policy in place to secure wealth for centuries. And just like the French connection had French aristocracy in charge of mafias and the production of heroin from the Turkish Asian side, managing it all the way to the distribution in New York City... You have these international gangs doing it here. Old world European families, they have experience in it. They passed off the reins to various new ruling class societies, various houses and various lodges within the secret society, the secret earth government, the higher uh, powers, you know, the people who know Freemasons, Scottish York Rite Masons, uh, Knights Templar, Knights Malta, um, you know, the the various groups, the triads, the black houses, the Mexican uh, narco lords, etc., etc., etc. All these different groups, they are like House Harkonnen. They're like House Atreus. 
they are like the different houses, and they all have the dark black Venetian nobility, which has an emperor. Literally, an emperor of the world exists who runs uh, for life basically this entire uh, system. This, the secret societies, secret space programs, all that. What was going on in the story Dune when they wrote it was basically what was going on when the CIA, when America was tasked with controlling drug networks and drug trades in central Mexico and the northern Mexican deserts. And a lot of it is the involvement and in, in, in at first the, the, the control of the area through force, which failed until they started adopting these narco tactics themselves, started uh, fighting amongst each other, being each other's own worst enemies. Uh, when it came to the entire conquest of Mexico itself, this is both during the Mexican-American War and the Perforo Diaz uh, you know, can't a uh, presidency with the Freemasons controlling it, with the with the development of the oil networks and trade, etc., with the development of the Mexican economy under America's tutelage after the Mexican independence. This is all because of Mexico. Like, and this is like when when they kicked out of uh, Emperor Maximilian, when they kicked out the French, they got independence. The same thing with the Freemen. The same thing with this uh, spirituality they have, the Ben Jesuit. The Ben Jesuit and all that shit. Jesuit church. The Catholics. You know, Dune is about the real world. And the planet Arrakis is Mexico. Or at least what they interpreted Mexico to be. Which is central Mexico. And north Mexico. Which is a desert. But uh, Mexico's got a vast desert. There's no way around it. It's a huge desert, right? But most of Mexico is in the south and in the central area. So we know that's not the true, real Mexico, which is a Waka, which is lush, mountainous, temperate climate and everything, but they have this huge desert. And in that desert, this is where the drug trade really matters because this is the entire thing. Who can cross this desert safely? Um, who can cross it with impunity? Who knows the lay of the land? Who knows the locals? Except that's all extremely important. And you can't do it without support from the locals no matter how much technology and force you have. And this is something that really is what... It's like, you know, it breaks it down. It breaks it down to the importance of this as a piece in the puzzle of the world. That what we know as human society simply will not exist without the cartels existing and being controlled by these imperial houses and the imperial houses the CIA the USA the French the Europeans the EU the British the UK all the countries right these imperial houses of the big banks of the imperial standard the British empire basically they they won't exist the elite won't exist. The culture won't exist without the cartels. And the cartels don't exist without them. Because they train them. They put them in power. They give them their trade networks. They give them their territories. 
until they become uncontrollable. And then there's this constant revolutionary cycle and switching of control, switching of houses that's decided at an imperial level. Since the emperor now in the imperial level has so much power, which it developed simply by having access to this spice, the drugs, specifically cocaine, that it can only get from this one geographical area, the corridors of the deserts of Mexico, the dunes of Mexico. And they tried to say that, oh, air uh, air smuggling and and ship smuggling, the the cartel submarines, the narco submarines and narco planes, that's how a lot of drugs get smuggled into America. And that's not, I mean, they do it, but that's not the case because of radar and because of sonar technology nowadays. There is no way of getting through the defenses of America or any other major country without permission and being allowed in. There is just not. Unless you get extraordinarily lucky, every plane that flies into the, tex- into the state of Texas, no matter how small, is on radar. It's actively being tracked by the uh, Border Patrol, by Customs by uh, DEA, ATF agents, the, the air traffic controllers all send that information in real time. And there are people constantly watching the skies. There is radar constantly watching the skies. And there is the only, the only the actual benefit of being further away in the middle of nowhere in these deserts does the actual benefit of having this plane or, or uh, say drug caravan or something possibly succeed which is why once again the importance of these deserts in the open ocean you're so everyone can see you and you're extremely obvious of a target if you're traveling in a narco sub along the California coast no matter how well of a job you think you're doing you're going to be spotted and going to be caught it's only a matter of time before that becomes an obsolete method. But what's always survived and what's always stayed consistent is overland smuggling through the deserts of Mexico. And what's always been the best and most consistent way of smuggling over the deserts of Mexico is the control over the local Mexican cartels and the populations that live there. The locals. The freemen, the desert people, the people who can survive in that extreme hardship, who know the routes, who know how to travel, and who are overwhelmingly currently practicing Santa Muerte, the death saint, Saint Death worship, as well as pledging allegiance to some of the most vicious cartels to have ever existed, such as the CJNG, Los Zetas, the Sonola Pacific Cartel, and the Gulf uh, Gulf Coast Cartel. 
And between them, these cartels kill thousands of people every year. And terrifyingly brutal and torturous mutilations. Most of it caught on camera and uploaded to the dark web. And these forces operate now currently as paramilitaries, as special forces, dressed exactly like U.S. special forces, which they have learned how to operate LAS and use the technology of. This is a serious war on the horizon. This is why Dark Fleet appeared. Because this is going to be a war that not only could possibly break out into a war between us and a crypto-terrestrial empire, the Empire of Shaboba, but will no doubt involve higher power involvement to contain based on a multi-dimensional, ultra-terrestrial level, spiritual frequency level as the Western Hemisphere begins to erupt in chaos and murder as two major oppositional forces begin to fight for survival. The fight between law and order and the forces of chaos and blood. The Black Lodge are the Lodge or the Red Lodge. The old world and the new world. The white man and the red man. Now before I go, before we draw to the very, very end, there was a very cryptic message that was declared in Europe recently. Using a series of aerial drones, artists in the EU spelled out, if the Amazon burns, the world burns. And this was above a picture of the world Western Hemisphere with a fire beginning in South America's Amazon jungle spreading outward until the entire North American and South American continents were blood red. This I take to be absolute Ashtar High Command level warnings. Either done by secret societies with knowledge of the events to come. Are commissioned by members of such 
specifically to warn others who are sensitive enough to understand the severity of the message. If the Amazon burns, the world burns. Thank you very much for tuning into the broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I've been talking to you, broadcasting to you from the third coast, coast of the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. It is my pride and privilege to be doing so. Thank each and every one of you out there in dreamland. Namaste and salam. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. God bless you and your families. Peace out.